every moment spent in connection, reflecting on who we are and how we've grown, the moments that are full of joy and celebration, and then those moments that challenge us and ask us to change course, pivot in a new direction, and grow and change in ways that we never anticipated. Every moment spent in connection, sharing those reflections, coming together around shared experiences, changes who we are. Because it allows us to get to know who we are, to get to know our hearts, and it allows us to form connections and community around shared passions, interests, and joy. Welcome to Lessons In, a new series from Seek the Joy podcast. Through conversations focusing on life's biggest lessons, this series will explore the joys we can find through these experiences and the connection and community we create through sharing our reflections. It's an open and honest look at the moments and lessons in our lives that impact us. Every episode features a conversation that will leave you feeling inspired, motivated, full of joy, and get you thinking about the experiences in your life and the lessons they've taught you. Lessons In, a new series from Seek the Joy podcast. Welcome back to Lessons In. Before we dive into today's new episode with Kat Peters, which is all about lessons in grief as a conduit to joy, I want to share some personal news, which I shared on social media, but haven't shared yet here on the podcast. Um, On August 1st, my grandma Pearl suddenly and very unexpectedly passed away. I cannot tell you how many times I've recorded this intro because every time I actually say those words, I start to cry. My grandma was this podcast's biggest fan. She listened to every episode. She posted about it every week on social media. She would either text me or DM me on Instagram to talk about the episode. She loved these conversations. She loved stories of inspiring joy. She would tell me how much she would learn from these episodes. It's been a really challenging couple of weeks. I did not expect to be on another grief journey so soon and to be on another grief journey while also releasing episodes about grief and loss. But I have to say today's episode with Kat Peters and then the one from Chris, with Krista Couture from a couple of weeks ago has just been such a beautiful reminder to me that grief and loss is as much as part of life as is laughter and joy and connection. And yes, of course, it's really hard and it's really challenging. And to wrap your head in your arms around loss and how it changes your life is huge. But the ability to have a conversation with somebody about it and to share and to connect and to realize that you are not alone in what you're experiencing and that from grief can come connection. It can come joy. It's about it's about. what you do with these memories of your loved one. And I just have so many other reflections that I hope to share with you soon. Maybe it'll be this week. I don't know. I also want to talk to you in another episode about my grandma Pearl because she was so amazing. And so it's been, it's been a tough couple of weeks, let alone a tough year, year and a half. So thank you to everyone who has reached out with just such kind messages across all of our social media platforms and I'm really, really happy to share today's episode with Kat because Kat is an incredible human. Like 
so loving and kind. We connected when I hosted a workshop for Six Degree Society a couple of months ago. It was all about how to start and scale a podcast through relationship building. So shout out to Emily Merrill and Six Degree Society for bringing Kat and I together. Kat is a certified professional mindset coach and energy leadership master practitioner. And in today's episode, we talk about a lesson she's learned about the relationship between grief and joy. And also though how grief can actually be this conduit to joy, hope, possibility, and connection if we allow it. Kat shares the role of remaining present in processing our grief and why so many of us have beliefs around grief that aren't actually serving us. Like we won't be able to handle it or it's too big or it's a weakness. And then we dive into how we can shift those beliefs. And then we talk about the difference between grief and other emotions like blame, shame, guilt, and regret. This is a really powerful conversation because we then also dive into the transformational power of grief, this richness that comes from allowing ourselves to feel and experience all of our emotions, and then why it's also so important to validate your experience, our experience around pet loss too. Kat's reflections, her honesty, her vulnerability in this episode, I just know it's not only going to leave you feeling inspired, but also remind you that our journey through grief, yes, it's deeply personal and it's deeply intimate, but it's not a journey that we're meant to go alone. One of the reasons why I do this podcast is because I really want you to be able to live a happier more joyful, and just ease-filled life. And so that's why I'm so happy to share that today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. The last year and a half, there is no doubt it's been difficult. And that's why I think now more than ever, it's important that we have reliable resources that we can turn to. And that's where BetterHelp comes in. So this is how it works. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. It's easy and free to change counselors if you don't think the person you're matched with is a good fit. And this service is available for people worldwide too. BetterHelp also offers a broad range of expertise in their counselor network, so you'll get timely and thoughtful responses, and you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions too. So as a listener of Seek the Joy podcast, you will get 10% off your first month by going to betterhelp.com slash seek the joy. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash seek the joy. The link will also be included in our show notes. Kat has had a really incredible journey. And after a long and successful career creating multiple businesses and traveling the world, she faced burnout like on an epic level. That could have been a whole conversation with her in and of itself. She's a breast cancer survivor and that diagnosis changed the trajectory of her life. And so in her search to heal herself and her life, she answered this longtime calling to help others as well. So now today, Kat helps her clients heal their minds, clear out the crap in their heads so they can finally create the life of their dreams filled with magic, purpose, and joy. I just know you're going to love this conversation, whether you are on a grief journey right now, or you have experienced some level of grief and loss in your life, or you know someone who has, I know that you're going to take a lot from this conversation. This episode and the one with Krista Couture from two weeks ago 
has just been a beautiful opportunity to reflect on grief and loss and how really, if you're grieving, it means you've opened up your heart to love. So I know this intro was exceptionally long, um, but there was a lot to say and another episode to come very, very soon, probably in a couple of days. So without further ado, here is our conversation with Kat Peters, all about lessons in grief as a conduit to joy. I'm excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you for coming on Seek the Joy. And today we're going to talk about the connection really between grief and joy and more so how grief can be this beautiful conduit to joy. So thank you for being here. Thanks. Thanks for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. Your podcast has been so wonderful and so beautiful. And I love the questions that Mm. you ask your um, participants. So I'm excited to be on the receiving end of those (laughs) amazing questions. Oh, well, thank you. I so appreciate that. Okay. So I'm going to hit you with my first question. It's so interesting because the last year has been filled with a lot of grief, a lot of loss, and we've all had personal experiences with grief. And then I think as a society and community, we've had these experiences as well, but we don't always think about how grief can lead us to joy, how grief can lead us to hope, to possibility, to connection, to community, to all of these really beautiful things. And so to start, like, when did you begin to notice this connection for yourself between grief and joy? What has this journey been like for you? Well, it's been a long journey and one that wasn't immediately obvious to me. I lost my grandmother in my late 20s, and that was my first really huge loss. She was she had been kind of like a, a mother figure, a secondary mother figure for me. And my experience of that grief was very different from my experience of grief grief as I've gotten older and experienced Mm -hmm. even uh, more profound losses. Something happened in my thirties. I read this book, which most of your listeners are probably familiar with uh, by Eckhart Tolle called the power of now. Mm -hmm. And what happened during that period of my life in my early thirties is what I like to call explosive growth it was kind of a cracking open of my soul and my mind and how I experienced the world. And the best way I can describe it is that my heart was broken open. Mm. My heart broke all the time, but it was broken open. And what I started noticing was that I was experiencing this profound sense of connection with others through grief. Mm. through shared experience. And often our shared experience can be really, really traumatic. It can be rooted in trauma, like 9-11, for example. Mm-hmm. And it's the both and. There was, there was amazing amounts of grief. And there was also this feeling of a shared experience and this connection that brought about a witnessing of the best that humanity has to offer. Mm. And those moments take my breath away. They just, literally, I lose my breath when I see humanity coming together in service of others. What you said about it broke your heart wide open 
reading the power of now, which if anyone isn't familiar with it, it's, it's this concept or this idea of just remaining very firmly rooted and present in the moment, which by the way is really hard. And I tried for years to get through that book years. And I actually just found it in a box the other day. And I was like, "Mm, I see where I left off. Never finished it. Probably never will. But it's such a powerful concept and idea of how can we continue to train ourselves to come back to this present moment, to bring ourselves back to the now. And when you allow your heart to open, when you allow yourself to be, to express, to exist from that heart space, from that open heart space, your ability to receive, to connect, to be in that moment, like it just expands in just a way that I think we are not accustomed to or used to. And so part of processing our grief, I think, means we have to exist in that present moment, in the now. We have to exist in that open-hearted space to allow ourselves to receive our own love and the love of someone else. Because part of grief and sadness means that you have loved. It means you have allowed yourself to be open to that love. Exactly. It's about allowing all, all the emotions, all the feels. Mm-hmm. And we're so conditioned to, to just shut it down. Yes. Shut it down. So there's a couple of things I want to address in that regard. And the first is, because I've really been thinking about this deeply recently, what is joy? Mm-hmm. And to me, there's a profound difference between joy and happiness. Joy is what's underneath all the surface stuff. It's that sense of connection, that sense of divinity, that profound sense of being. It's a little ephemeral, but it's it's mm-hmm. how I experience it. Mm-hmm. And that's different from the happiness I might experience when eating a um, chocolate-covered cone from Dairy Queen. Love it. <laughs> or a chocolate mint blizzard. But it's such a different experience. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah. 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 And so when we allow those feelings to really flow through us, not get jammed up and not get pushed and shoved down, mm-hmm. we allow all of it. And we we learn a couple of things. Um, number one, that our emotions aren't going to kill us. Mm. And that's a very controversial statement in and of itself, because I know there's this thing called depression. And I know there's this thing called mental illness. And trust me, I I know it firsthand. Um, So it's, it's scary for some people to, to, to say emotions can't kill you, but it's true. The emotions aren't what's killing you. It's your beliefs about those emotions and your beliefs about yourself and relationship to those emotions that can become really dangerous, uh, as well as all the chemical imbalances, which is that not what this particular podcast is about. That's, that's too big an issue for us to address here. But what I do want to say is our emotions won't kill us if we allow them to, to be experienced and to just flow through us. And underneath all of that is joy. I totally understand what you're saying. It reminds me so much of this quote that goes around Instagram and Pinterest and everywhere else in between all the time of like, you survived all of your hardest days. You can get through this one too. And it's not to undermine or to diminish or disqualify your experience in this moment, but just to say, hey, you know, you can do this. 
you can get through this. And even if you can't, there is support. There are people out there who can help you move through these emotions and this experience. Because I think often when we are experiencing grief, we attach other emotions to that experience as well. Blame, shame, guilt, um, regret. I mean, we can get into this sort of spiral within ourselves, um, especially when I think it pertains to the loss of a loved one. You have regrets in those moments. Could I have done this? Should I have done that? And then it becomes this like guilt, <laughs> like experience. And so it sounds like to me, part of what you're talking about is like, how can we re- separate those emotions? Like how can we separate grief from that blame, that shame, that regret, that disappointment, that guilt? I'm curious what your thoughts are around that, because I think we can often default to those emotions, especially when we're experiencing grief and loss. It's so, so accurate. And it's, I think, one of the reasons that people shove it down because they don't want to feel the shame or the blame or the guilt or sometimes the trauma. Mm. There are different kinds of loss. And sometimes those losses are wrapped up in trauma. And what you're experiencing in addition to grief is PTSD. Yeah. You know, and 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 uh, a lot of those really difficult neurochemical things that go on in your head when you and your body when you have gone through deep trauma. So it's how do you untangle those? And so I would say a couple of things. Number one is awareness. Mm. Like if you're just with yourself, the best thing, the best give gift you can give yourself is the gift of presence and being gentle with yourself and seeing what's there. And then the second thing I would say is depending on the level of trauma, the level of blame, shame, and guilt maybe seek a professional, somebody who is practiced at dealing with healing from grief, mm-hmm. whether that is a therapist, whether that's a coach, whether that is a mentor or a family member, but it's got to be somebody that you feel safe with. And there are different kinds of emotions and different qualities to different kinds of emotions. And I would say that some of the stickier emotions tend to be blame, shame, and guilt. And they can get, they can, they can lead to people getting stuck. And they can, when people get stuck in those emotions, uh, really prevent healing. I keep going back to something you mentioned a little bit earlier about how you know, if we stuff down these emotions or this experience of grief, we are not allowing ourselves to experience the good stuff too. And it brings me back to something that Brene Brown talks about all the time. And I'm sure she's not the first person to talk about this, but like when I think about this concept, I think about her, we cannot experience joy, laughter, celebration if we don't allow ourselves to experience the stickier stuff, the blame, the shame, the guilt, the anger, the disappointment, the sadness. Life is about this dichotomy. It's about holding both, you know, at the same time. And we can experience grief while also finding moments of joy for ourselves. And so I'm curious because I know part of your work is helping others to process, you know, their grief. 
When did you learn for yourself, like, okay, I can actually hold both at the same time? Um, what was that experience like for you? Because I think there's always some really good lessons or or reflections or moments that come, you know, from our own experiences as well. Probably the most memorable is losing my mom. And there was a lot of trauma and PTSD that I experienced in that, uh, in her passing. And I had to, I had to go have a few sessions with a healer to help move me through that. I didn't do that by myself, Mm. but what I did experience from the day she died throughout this entire process is laughter and connection. And so my, my most profound wish is that people aren't in their grief alone It's when you are able to share that experience with others, understanding that your personal experience of grieving your loss is going to be different than the person sitting next to you, even if it's a close family member. Yeah. Yeah. But in that journey, I found joy in the connections that I had with others and the laughter. The day she died. My husband was with me that day. It was a it, it was a tough day and a weird day. And he said something along the lines of, I am crushing dead mother-in-law. Oh my God. <laughs> but it was like the levity you needed in the moment. It was the levity. Yeah. And then he's like, too soon? I'm like, yeah, sweetie. Too soon. Way too soon. soon. Way too soon. Yes. But it was in the laughter, the levity, the release that I felt like I was not alone in the journey Hmm. and also putting together a memorial and inviting people in to share their experiences of her. I got to experience her in a whole new way through their eyes. Hmm. And sometimes it was uncomfortable and sometimes it was funny. Sometimes it was triggering, but it was always, always an expansion Hmm. for me in my knowledge of who she was and my experience of who she was Mm. and who she is to me. Grief can be transformational, I think, like, and not in a bad way, but like in a really, I think, profound way. It's an opportunity. So the way I have looked at grief and um, I lost my grandpa in October, 2020, and that's really my first real instance with, with this level of grief and loss. And what I've noticed over the last, I guess, okay, so you and I are talking in June. So we're talking like eight, almost nine months is that it's ha- grief has had this profound transformational quality for me. It's allowed me to get to know myself better, to examine the beliefs I have around grief. It's allowed me to connect, I think, very on a deeper level with those around me and understanding their memories, their experience. We often look at grief as like this really bad thing, like this sadness that washes over you, this wave, but there's beauty on the other side of it. Because what comes from that grief, what comes from that loss is an opportunity to remember that you loved and that you were loved and you can continue to bring that love with you to other people. I think for me, that's been the biggest takeaway because when I reflect on my loss, it's that loss of that, that light in the room, that love, that 
connection. But for me, it's it's just an opportunity to channel it and bring it both for myself and then into other people in my life. I'm curious about that transformational aspect for you because, and anybody that's listening, I think it's about this perspective shift around grief. Like it doesn't have to be, sure, it is this really heavy thing, but it doesn't have to remain this really heavy thing for you forever. Yeah, that's really true. And what I've noticed is the growth, my, my trajectory, my growth as a human being in terms mm-hmm. of how I've experienced and processed the deep losses in my life and staying open to how grief shows up for me mm-hmm. because every single loss is completely different and always surprising. Mm-hmm. It's like when I lost my mom, I'm like, nobody told me how weird this was going to be. It yeah. just felt weird. Like being, I'd never been in a world without her. And it was so, unex- the weirdness, the sensation of weirdness was so unexpected for me. And each loss, when I lost my grandfather, it's like I lost my grandmother all over again. Didn't expect that. And so I feel like every time we experience big loss and big grief, we can also experience big awareness. And mm-hmm. like you said, it's this, this increased understanding and empathy for what others are going through as well. And you show up for others in a way that you maybe didn't before that loss because you get it. Yeah. Part of loss too, that so many experience is the loss of pets and fur babies. And I want to talk a little bit about that too, because we don't often talk about the loss of, of a pet in society. Like, and when someone does, it's, I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong, like, I'm curious if this is how you feel. I feel like as a society, we kind of undermine it. Like, oh, there weren't a person like, but hello, this is a big part of your life and a family member. So I'm curious too, you know, your experiences or what do you share with your clients in terms of helping them process grief, especially when it comes to, to losing a, a pet that was a really integral part of, of your family? Well, the first thing is acknowledging that it's a huge loss. And just like we experience the loss of humans differently from human to human, we, we experience the loss of pets differently. There's, for a lot of people, th- there's that moniker of my soul dog or my soul cat, mm. like just that, that deep, deep connection with an animal that you experience on a much more profound level than another pet of the same species. And so the first thing I want to say is that it's completely valid and they're family members. And sometimes they're your closest family members. Sometimes they're your best friend. Sometimes they are your constant companion, your only companion. Maybe you're single, maybe you don't have kids, regardless of what your life circumstances are, there are ways in which the loss of a pet can be so incredibly profound. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, I I have a, a very dear friend who's going through the loss of one of her closest pets now. And there's some shame, blame, and guilt on top of that. Mm -hmm. That is devastating. Mm -hmm. Absolutely devastating. So what I want to say is if you're experiencing the loss of a pet and you are surprised or even shamed by how much you're grieving, 
don't be. I see you. I feel you. And it's completely valid. And the second thing is if you are experiencing trauma around the pet beyond just the grief, but trauma, seek help. Again, whether it's a trusted friend or a therapist or a coach, because they because they're skilled in separating those things out and helping you put down some of those pieces that are not serving you in those in those places that you can get stuck. Thank you for sharing all that because I think for a lot of people, and I have friends in my life who have lost pets and and family members in that way. Just hearing someone, I think, validate that experience goes so far, you know, because too, like grief is one of these things where you learn how to deal with it, how to accommodate yourself to it, how to process it only through experience. Like there isn't a seminar. Well, I guess there could be maybe, but like preparing yourself for grief, you can try and prepare yourself for the loss, but there's really no way to know, I think how you will react, how you will respond, how you will adapt, how you will accommodate yourself and your life to it until it actually happens to you. And so I'm curious throughout your process of learning to handle or process your own grief and then now helping others to do the same, how have you allowed yourself to experience joy? You brought up that instance with your husband and it was like too soon, too soon when he was like, I'm, what did he say? Like, I'm rocking this dead mother-in-law thing. Like, oh my God, you know, like allowing yourself to laugh. But like, some of us feel like we can't do that. Like there's guilt around it. So how have you allowed yourself to continue to experience joy or has your experience with joy shifted as a result of your journey with grief? Mm. I think my experience of joy, again, is more, I don't want to say ephemeral because it's actually deeper, but when you start just allowing those feelings to flow through, you realize that your experience of joy is available to you really on the daily. And I know that sounds like Mm. a stretch, But even just little glimpses of joy are really available to you, even with new, fresh grief. And that's what I've learned with time is how to really allow that. And also what I've learned, and I do have to say this has deepened immensely as I've uh, become a coach, because I show up, one of the things I do with my clients is I show up. And, and hold space for them and allow them to be exactly where they are. And it's what's commonly known as grace. Mm-hmm. I give my clients grace. And when I practice that, I notice that I'm better at giving myself grace. Mm-hmm. And when I lost my mom, I gave myself grace. I gave myself, I put on my bunny slippers. I put on my metaphorical bunny slippers and knew I was going to be going to have less energy. I, my, my brain was going to be more scattered. My memory was not going to be as good. Um, and, and that the grief would come in waves and there would be good days and there would be days where I was just curled up in a ball and I soaked up as much love from as many sources as possible. Mm-hmm. 
But most importantly, I just allowed myself the space and the grace to grieve. And I think so many of us don't allow ourselves that. No. And and to be honest, I don't think we really live in a society, and I'm talking about Western culture, where there really is an opportunity, a proper opportunity to grieve. You have like two or three days off, and then it's like back to business as usual. And for me, in October and November and December of last year, that was really hard. Like to just put yourself back into your life after a great loss is really challenging. And so bringing in that element of patience, of grace, of compassion for self. I mean, I can't tell you how many days I said, well, this is as good as it's, I'm going to do today. And you know what? That's okay. Like it's enough for today. Allowing yourself, I think, the space to to grieve and, and, and show up in a way that you are able to. That's probably what has surprised me the most about my journey with grief is that every day is different and you can have long stretches of time where like, you're okay. And then something will hit you like, like the wind, like out of nowhere. And you're like sunk back into that, that space within yourself. And when that happens, just being okay with the discomfort has been a very surprising aspect of this journey. I'm, I'm, I'm curious, what has surprised you the most about your journey with with grief and, you know, maybe this element too about how it really can become this pathway to a greater joy for yourself. I think what surprised me is how different every loss has been. Mm. It's never the same. There are chemical processes that happen when we grieve that are the same, really, regardless of, of what you're grieving you know, like the memory loss, like the fatigue, um, things like that. Um, but in terms of the strangeness of losing my mom, um, I lost a cat who was my, and this is when I was single and I didn't have kids and he was my constant companion. And I, I grieved so hard before he died that I was fine when he died. That was incredibly surprising. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the times when grief has brought up anxieties that I didn't even know I had. And that mm-hmm. compounds the grief because now I'm afraid of future loss. Oh, yes. I mean, oh, my God. Yes. Going down that rabbit hole, I am grieving losses I haven't even had yet. Mm. We all do that too, by the way. Like, it's so interesting because it, when you have loss in your life, it forces you to face your own mortality and then question the mortality of everyone around you and then begin to anticipate going through that loss. And for me, that was the most challenging not the most challenging, but probably one of the most challenging aspects of losing my grandpa. It was like, whoa, this is like the beginning of a long series of loss and you better buckle up. That's literally how I felt in the moment. And then I had to like go, hold on. Remember like remaining in the present moment. We're here right now. No one else is dying quite yet. You're, you're okay. Like we think like it is a lot. It is a lot, but it's so interesting what you said about Every loss is different. And I think if we can remember that, that's really important. And part of that grace is recognizing that everyone's experience around you 
for each loss is also going to be different. So coming from a space of compassion rather than judgment, understanding and grace rather than, um, you know, putting pressure on someone else to respond the way you are, we're all going to do this differently. And I think that's part of what is so fascinating. I don't know if that's the right word, but we, we all have a different way of reacting. That's for sure. I do think it's fascinating. I think it's beautiful hmm. and profound and enlightening. Yeah. Yeah. Kat, I have so enjoyed this conversation and the time to sit down with you to talk about this. I have wanted to explore grief um, for like most of this year and just didn't necessarily feel quite ready yet and wasn't sure what the proper entry point would be. And this month, the month of August, we have two episodes coming out on grief and yours is one of them. And I'm so grateful for this conversation because the truth is, is grief can lead us to greater joy if we allow ourselves, I think, to experience it. Part of the beauty is, is allowing yourself to experience whatever emotion comes up in the moment because on the other side of it is something greater than we could probably ever anticipate. So I would love it if you could share, you know, where everyone can find you, connect um, and learn more and all that good stuff. Wonderful. I am on Instagram at Cat the Coach. I also have a website at catthecoach.com. All of my contact information is there. You can book a free 30-minute session. You can call me. You can email mm-hmm. me. And just know that there are resources out there for you if you need some help moving through grief and not getting stuck in the dark mm-hmm. places. Love it. Okay. Everything is going to go in the show notes. We'll make it so easy for everyone to connect with you. And I love this message too. You know, just don't be afraid of your grief and don't go it alone. You're not supposed to. So Kat, thank you for this. This was wonderful. Thank you, Sydney. I enjoyed it. Seek the Joy podcast is a production of Seek the Joy Media and created, produced, and hosted by me, Sydney Weiss. You can tune into all of our episodes on your favorite podcast platform. And if you're enjoying the show, hit follow and leave us a five-star rating and review. Make sure to join the community, join the conversation on our social media channels, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. We are at Seek the Joy Podcast everywhere. And don't forget, you can actually watch today's new episode and all of our episodes on our brand new YouTube channel. Click that link in the show notes to subscribe and tune in. As always, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. And I'll see you right back here next week for another Seek the Joy Tuesday.